This is the Authentic Tea Podcast, brought to you by Resilience Yoga. This is the perfect place to find that time and space just for you. I am your host, Rach, and I'm excited to share with you my love of yoga, meditation, and conscious living. As a medic, I understand the challenges of working in medicine as a woman and the desire to maintain a sense of self and authenticity. This podcast will bring you thoughts and ideas on how to create balance each day and to cultivate practices that allow you to connect to yourself and the world around you. I'm honored to be sharing my cup of tea with colleagues and friends who share their experience of creating their own path through life. I hope these stories inspire you to free your inner self and live more mindfully each day. Really wonderful to be joined by Erica for this episode. Erica has created an online community called Where's My Mojo At? And she's sharing tips with her mojo makers on mindfulness, mindset, skincare, nutrition, and happiness. Erica is sharing her experience of being a general practitioner and her expertise in gut health, skin health, and mental well-being to support others to develop healthy approaches to self-care. Erica also runs a business sharing the Arbonne skincare brand and products. Thanks, Erica, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's lovely. It's nice to hear your voice again after so many years. Yeah, it's wonderful to reconnect with you. So Erica and I were at university together and trained together a long time ago now, feels like a really long time ago. So maybe you can give us a glimpse of where you've kind of taken your life and career to now and when you started to explore the relationship between gut health skin health and that sort of importance of nutrition how where did that come from through your medical career okay yes I'll I'll try and keep it short because it's quite a long story (laughs) so yeah Rachel and I met at med school many years ago Uh, and after doing my kind of general medical training I um, decided to go into general practice so I completed my general practice training about 2006 so quite a time ago since then I've had three children and was working kind of almost full-time as a GP. Uh, I was also kind of very busy doing lots of things for school. So I was chairing school PTA and being a school governor and doing all these things. And to be honest, I didn't really have much time left for my kids. And I was really quite close to burnout. So that was probably about five years ago I started feeling a bit kind of stuck in my life so enjoying kind of lots of elements of being a doctor but not the bits where I was missing out on time on my own children um feeling emotionally drained and not really having enough to give anyone back so kind of just spent a bit of time thinking okay like what else can I do you know what how are my skills transferable there's got to be something else out there um to live really a more balanced life is what I want I just wanted more time with my children and to still be able to have a career so ended up looking at lots of different things um and heard about a brand called Arbonne through another doctor and actually once I once I heard about what the brand was and the whole ethos behind the brand and how it was something that I could build up along with everything I did and not have to retrain I just thought oh my goodness like 
this this could be it. This could be the thing that creates more balance in my life. So I decided to partner with the brand three and a half years ago now. Uh, so I was literally pregnant with my third child at that time. And what it's enabled me to do now is like work I'm working less than half the hours in general practice as I was before. So I now only work two days. I am therefore around much more present for my children. The days I do work are shorter and I get to also then build a business. You know, I generally do it in the evenings when the children are asleep. Now, yeah, my life is much more balanced now. But what that is introduced me to is all these other things. So it's introduced me to mindfulness. It's introduced me to gut health skin you know looking more at skin care healthy aging and all these things that I've become really really passionate about so, so it's actually through starting a business to create balance in my life I've learned about nutrition properly <laughs> and skincare properly not really through medicine which is kind of interesting I guess and how did that happen? So if we take like the mindfulness, for example, how did that happen at the same time as you starting to develop that business? Is it something that the business introduced you to or was it this that you were doing something different? So you had space to explore something new? Yes, it's completely introduced through the business. So, you know, initially I started it because, yeah, I wanted the ability to earn a separate um, stream stream so that I could cut back my GP hours but then after being in the business for a little while I kind of I realized that actually everybody who's very successful in the business was doing all these things like meditating and practicing visualization and affirmations um, and doing a lot of personal development so reading all the books and investing in courses and things so I thought okay you know, if all these successful people, people that are where I want to be are doing this stuff, then I need to give it a go as well. And lots of people were talking about the law of attraction and the book called The Secret, which you know, probably some of your listeners will have um, heard of. So I thought, OK, I'm just going to watch this secret documentary on Netflix. And it literally was like, oh, wow, I I. I thought, gosh, I can get behind this. It actually kind of made sense to me with my logical kind of scientific brain. What I probably previously thought was a bit, what I call woo-woo, a bit out there and weird. I thought, oh, actually, there is some science behind this. I, I need to, like, start giving this a go. So that was my introduction, really. So, yeah, it was the business that then led me to the law of attraction. And then I started implementing things into my life. So I started first doing meditations really short meditations um and I used an app called Headspace to start me off on that journey because I found that was again that was quite a logical easy way into it and then what that did is it it just made me relax and I learned to switch off my brain which was always like buzzing around and I found that I could use that as a tool to kind of de-stress myself if I feel my stress levels rising you know I can easily then just take three minutes even just to control my breathing and, and just reset and feel better. And I started practicing affirmations daily. And I noticed that things really started to improve, not just in my business, but like in, in my personal life. Um, and also in, just within me becoming more confident and the conversations that I was having with people. So yeah, they're kind of, they're part of my everyday practice now. 
And what does that look like? So are, are there things that you do in the morning or do they change throughout the day? Like, will you change the way that you meditate or add your affirmations in? Just give us a little glimpse of what that looks like on a regular day. Yeah, so I know a lot of people will follow something called a miracle morning. Um, and to be honest, I probably don't f- follow a set miracle morning because I'm a bit of a night owl. I do tend to stay up quite late. And so I'm not really that great very early in the morning. And with three kids in the house, when I try and do miracle morning, I usually get disturbed by some of them. (laughs) But what I do try to do is I do some in the morning and then I implement it through my day. So I will always try and do a 10 minute meditation before I actually get out of bed in the morning. If I don't manage to, for whatever reason, then I'll I'll try and fit it in at some point during the day. So like I said, if I get a few minutes a day where I'm feeling a bit error, then I will take time just to, even if it's five minutes or I'll do it before bed. Affirmations, I've actually got recorded on my phone and I have an alarm on my phone that goes off a few times during the day and I sit and I say them out loud. Really weird at first, but you get used to it and they work. Visualizations, then I sometimes do along with meditation, or I might do when I'm in the shower, which is, an, and, and when I'm showering as well, I sometimes do my affirmation. So you can make it fit in your day. It doesn't have to be just sitting there for an hour doing this whole process. I think you can fit them in. And writing a gratitude journal, even if it's just three bullet points each day of something you're grateful for, it just really focuses your mind on the positives and, and you learn to think more abundantly. Yeah, I love all of those things. And I think it's so nice how you're describing how they fit into your life. I think that's the joy of them. Is if you can learn some simple tools like that, then it's so easy to fit them in when you can and when you need them and find a little space for them. Whatever everybody's priorities are, our day-to-day lives change on a on a weekly basis, don't they? You were saying earlier, you know, your your rotor this week looks a little bit different than a normal week. Being able to have those tools for self-care, I just think is the value are there other little things that you do for your self-care with nutrition that you try to kind of keep doing? Yeah, I think, you know, self-care is such a big topic, really, a big the area. Uh, and I think people often just think that self-care is just maybe having a bath or putting a face pack on or, you know, treating yourself to a facial or something every now and then. But actually, self-care is fueling your body in the right way, moving your body every day, working on your mindset, you know, spending time you know, half an hour of reading, you know, personal development book or something, that is all self-care. So yeah, nutrition plays a really big role now. Even when I'm not, say, being 100% kind of really good with my nutrition, every day I will always start my day with a greens shot, which um, is just containing all of my kind of essential nutrients, if you like. Um, And I also put in there... um, some pre and probiotics, digestive enzymes. Um, I have a collagen, a vegan collagen builder that goes in there. Yeah, lots of different vitamins and things. So I always start my day with that and always start with a really, really healthy breakfast as well. Porridge with my protein, that's pretty standard. (laughs) And my frozen berries. So I know that even if, you know, um, you know, whatever happens, if I've got maybe a an evening out or you know a few days of maybe being a bit more lavish I know that at least every day I've started my day really really well and I'm getting the nourishment in that I need um so yeah that's really really important and I notice you know if for whatever reason I've missed them just for one or two days I notice the difference my energy 
levels that just, you know, there's a definite slump in my energy. Now, when you look back to say like five years ago and you think about your energy level then, what's the difference between now and then? There's a huge difference. And I think that generally we get used to our bodies living just below par. We just kind of accept that maybe we're just supposed to feel a bit tired because we're a bit older or we've got loads going on or everybody gets a headache in the afternoon. I used to have nearly daily headaches and I just thought, well, that was just me. Now I hardly ever have headaches. And when I get one, oh, I've got a headache. Because, yeah, just focused on fueling my body really, really well. Um, it does. It makes such a difference when you spend time really focusing on on fueling your gut in the right way and, and giving the, your body what it needs. You realize yeah, how your body is supposed to feel and function. And how do you think you've taken those lessons that you've learned for yourself? Have you been able to use them in your clinical practice? So has it changed your approach to individual patients when they come to you with complex problems yeah absolutely um I think prior to really taking the time to research about nutrition and and particularly gut health that's something I'm really passionate about my kind of nutritional advice to patients would have been okay eat your five fruits and veg a day don't fry your food you know try and follow a Mediterranean diet that would have been kind of it I didn't really appreciate probably how many diseases in fact, I think probably the majority of disease begins in the gut. And if you can fuel your body in the right way, you can not cure everything, but certainly prevent a lot of things and improve a lot of conditions. So now, yeah, I actually will spend time with my patients talking about gut health and important of, you know, and the anti-inflammatory effect that can have and the link between our gut and our brain so you know how how it can affect our anxiety and our you know stress and mood levels and also you know the meditation thing as well so when I'm now having consultations with people about stress anxiety depression I was previously in a 10-minute consultation I probably would have ended up saying okay well you can either go for counseling or have antidepressants now I'm actually able to say well have you ever thought about meditation you practice gratitude like this is how you can start and because I've read a lot of personal development books I've got books I can recommend there's podcasts I often recommend to patients as well and I found that people actually are much more receptive much more grateful for the the, the time and are often say well actually yeah I don't want medication I'm going to try all these things first and see how I feel don't get me wrong there is still a place in medication like I'm not saying that it prevents everything and stops the need for medicine. But I think there is definitely huge power in the mindfulness and gut health. And they're so accessible, aren't they? A lot of these things, like you say, being able to signpost someone to a book or a podcast or something that they can do for themselves. There's quite a lot about sort of self-empowerment with that and the individual being able to take control or realising that they can actually alter that path of development of disease because I think that's something that a lot of people aren't even aware of it's like you were saying about nutrition is even when we were training it wasn't really something that we learned about in how much the way that we are eating and what we're eating can impact the way that we develop disease it's really understandable why so many people go to seek out medical care and think that the solution lies 
only in one aspect of it, whereas actually all these other bits have got their places, haven't they? We're really supporting kind of a much more holistic approach to well-being. Absolutely. And I think, like you said, it is, it's really good to be able to empower people to make their own decisions, make their own choices and realising that actually they can take responsibility for their own health. And that's something you're doing with your Facebook group, which is amazing. And you've got lots of people on there. So where did that idea come from? How did you start the Facebook group? And do you have a sense of who's joining you in there? Yeah, so I was just a part of what I do with my business and what what I really, really love about what I do is helping people. Um, Sounds cheesy, but I guess that's kind of why I went into medicine, because I just I like to help people feel better at the end of the day. So I spent a lot of time last year thinking, okay, what is it that re- what is it that makes me tick? And it is, it's helping empower other people to be more confident, feel happier, you know, feel more fulfilled in their life. And I thought, well, you know, how does that come about? Well, it, it, it's about, you know, the self-care. It's about the mindfulness. It's also about looking after your skin. It might be about putting some makeup on to make you feel good. It might be dressing, the way you're dressing. It, it's so many different things that make us feel good. And over the last year, so many of us have just lost our mojo, basically. <laughs> um, and it just felt like a bit, ugh. and, you know, even myself as somebody who I like, I, I like to think I'm quite a positive person. And I do a lot of personal development and personal growth. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time doing that in the last few years. I have felt a, a lack of motivation particularly kind of the first few months of this year and of this real kind of battle to get out of this like a fog so that's where the inspiration from the group came so I just thought actually do you know what there's so many people feeling the same way if I can start a group where we introduce all of this and gradually build a community even if it helps one or two people feel good then then that's good with me so yeah my my hope is that it just keeps growing because I do really enjoy doing it it's wonderful if anyone gets a chance it's so nice to follow what you're sharing on there because you do share so many different aspects of mindset and kind of mindful living and drawing in all of your expertise and your experience as a GP and everything you've learned so I'll put all the links underneath the podcast as well so people can join you within that community you also shared recently success curve and you were talking about commitment and determination which I think is really interesting because having trained with you at med school, clearly we're now like, I'm not going to say how many years, but years on, you know, we're quite a long way on. And so clearly you have that commitment and determination yourself. So when you look back at that kind of curve of success, what does that look like for you? And what do you now think about in terms of success for yourself? Yeah, so I think, I mean, success is different for everybody. So you've got to work out what what success means to you. And in the past, success for me was becoming a doctor. That that was my focus, you know, and and that's the same. You know, it's a lot of hard work and there's times when you feel like you want to give up and you think you're never going to make it and you fail a few exams at med school, but then you just keep on going and then eventually you get there. So that's kind of what the success curve looks like. But now for me, success means really living a life that I feel like I never need to take a holiday from that's probably what it is because I think just generally we're so used to just living living working and that's it like we 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 feel that we need to just get a really good job 
and and do all these things in our life and work and then kind of retire and then enjoy life you know that's kind of a traditional path isn't it but actually you know I don't want that (laughs) I want a life where I, I just feel that every day is really good and I don't feel that I'm just just going to on this treadmill the hamster wheel whatever yeah, I don't feel like I, I need to take a holiday all the time. So I guess it's about creating choices and a, and a bit of freedom in your life to be able to do all the things that you want to do when you want to do them. When you've created those choices for yourself and those decisions, were there moments where it was quite difficult to take that step or were there moments the fear factor came in? And how did you find your way through that? Everybody has fear. Fear, fear is normal. It's just learning to kind of push through that and knowing that the good comes through pushing through the fear is always good on the other side. And actually you feel better once you've done something. And I think it's just as long as you know where you want to go, you've got a vision of what you want your life to look like and what the end goal is, then you will keep going. If that, you know, if that why is strong enough, the reason that you're doing it. Actually, that will change as you go along. So even, you know, at the beginning, when I first started my business, like I said, it was just to half my hours. Well, I achieved that fairly quickly. And actually now my vision is so much bigger for what my life can look like. So it changes all the time and you need to reassess that all the time. You know, I was listening to somebody else speak the other day and saying that actually you never maybe arrive at where you want to go because you're always wanting yourself to be a little bit better. And I think that's okay. Um, So... Not everybody's like that, but personally, I always want to be better than I was the day before. It's always having something to achieve. And actually, I like that. I always like having a goal. You know, when there's days where you don't feel like doing things, (laughs) we all have days like that. We all have days where we just would rather just hide under the duvet (laughs) and not do anything. Um, And sometimes those days can turn into weeks. I think as long as you know, yeah, exactly what that end goal is, then you can keep going. That's where kind of discipline comes in. And it's a never ending journey. Do some of your affirmations kind of speak to that? You said you've got them recorded. Is is it you recording them or are they ones that you found from other places? And do some of your affirmations kind of speak to that kind of determination and kind of focusing on a goal? They do. So, you know, some of my affirmations are like, I am consistent in everything I do. I am disciplined. I have this constant abundance of time, freedom and money because that's what I am attracting into my life. Affirmations are, start with an I am statement and they are generally generally like kind of what your future is like or and also there will be from your present as well. So it's just, uh, you know, I, I am in perfect health. I have a strong lean body. Things like that, those are part of my affirmations and then, you know, there's lots of other things in there as well. But yeah, mine are all personal to me. I have in the past listened to recorded ones and they're great as well. And there are some brilliant ones, nighttime affirmations that you can just put your earphones in and listen to that just go on for 20 minutes, half an hour. They're great to fall asleep to. But I think it's really good to write some personal ones. And one thing like I kind of when I'm teaching people to do affirmations. So when you first start doing them, they're weird, right? It's weird standing there and saying, I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am strong. It's strange, but you kind of get used to it. And we, we're our own worst critics. So we, the things that we say to ourselves, like we would never dream of uttering out to other people. We say really horrible things to ourselves in our head. And what you want to do is kind of do the opposite to that. So what I 
tell people to do is get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On the left-hand side, just sit down for 10, 15 minutes and write down all the horrible stuff you say to yourself. That can be quite difficult to actually write it down on a paper and, and think, God, do I really say that to myself? And you've got to be honest when you're doing that. Then on the right-hand side, you write the opposite. So if you're writing, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm useless, whatever it is, you're writing, I'm beautiful, I'm capable of great things. I have a strong, amazing body, whatever. So then those affirmations become personal to you. So I think that is a really good task to do if you're struggling of finding your own affirmations. Love that. That's a really nice way to be able to identify your own affirmations and things that are really personal. It's really lovely chatting to you about all of this, but where can people find out more about what you're doing? Where can they join your Facebook group? Just a little reminder of what it's called. So uh, my Facebook group is called Aware's My Mojo app. You can find me on Facebook, Erica Good, or on Instagram, I'm Dr. Erica Good. So I I do quite a lot on Instagram as well. Um, But yeah, I'd love to connect with you all and find out more about you and how your affirmations are going and how you set kind of mindfulness in your lives as well. Brilliant. Thank you. And so one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast really is to share stories of other women finding their own path through medicine, through their clinical careers. So it's been really wonderful listening to your story and sharing it and being able to reconnect so many years on and see what you're doing now. So thank you for doing that. And the last question is because my podcast is called Authentic Tea is where and with who would you like to have your most authentic cup of tea? I've been thinking about this. This is such a hard question because you think about all the famous people that are dead and alive and people that are close to you in your life who have passed maybe. I think, God, who do I pick? There's so many. Then actually I thought, do you know what? I'd love to have tea with my future self. So my 90-year-old self. And just to, to listen to what she says about how my life has turned out and the things I have achieved and maybe give me some guidance of things I should kind of veer towards I think that would be amazing and it would have to be it'd have to be on a, a nice beach somewhere like beautiful blue seas white sandy beach and I could you know like white canopy curtains you know just really chilled that would be lovely that is a brilliant brilliant answer I love it I love it Thank you. That is a beautiful, beautiful vision. And so I think that would be a really nice thing to do. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It's been really wonderful to have you as a guest. Thank you, Erica. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Authentic Tea podcast brought to you by Rach and Resilience Yoga, creating yoga and meditation content specifically for women in medicine who want to cultivate inner calm and resilience. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe, rate, write a quick review and join us again soon.